What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Pop Culture Collective. Uh, I am your host. This is not Johnny Bones again. This is the other John, the other bald one. This is John Grill. How are you, everyone? And I'm joined today, as always, by the one, the only, Mr. Dan Haas. How are you, sir? Howdy, howdy. How are you? Good, sir. I am great. I am great. So we have a lot of interesting stuff to talk about. But first, let's talk about this, because I am a former... And you are a current cat owner. Fucking cat, dude. I swear to God. We love him to death, but my God, are they assholes. Spent the whole morning laying in bed, watching Tottenham, watching Cheers, snuggling the cat. You know, really nice. And then I come and I sit down back here. And I haven't sat back here in a couple days. And I look to my right. And the son of a bitch puked behind the kitty litter home that we got for him. And fucking Chester. Little shelf. He just fucking puked all over. And there's just puke on all this shit. So I have to pull all this apart and clean up after the little asshole. Because cats are at heart homicidal maniacs <laughs> and little assholes. And what the fuck? You know what the sad thing is, is when we're done with this, I'm going to go in the room, I'll lay like on my bed, and the cat's going to come in, I'm just going to pet it profusely. Like, nothing. Yeah. Oh, you're so cute. Nothing yeah. ever happened. That's how it happens. Yeah, I know. They're, they're such they're manipulative little fucks. Yeah. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> they really are. I've been... <clears throat> my my mom's current cat is, is just like that manipulative little fuck. Uh, I lucked out. You met Roxy. Roxy was not mm-hmm. like that at all. Ro- Roxy right. was one of a kind. But do you remember... So Animal Planet used to have that show, the top 10 show, right? We were in high school, like college. They had this like top 10 show. One of them was top 10 deadliest uh, predators on earth. So, you know, tigers, lions, hyenas, you know, sharks. You know what number one was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fucking common house cat. Apparently they kill, and shit. they kill more animals per year than any other animal, apparently. They're fucked up. They have to kill. Yeah. If they see something smaller than it, like they'll get right into their stance. Like I have to, I have to smaller have to than it. it. I have to, I have to describe. It. I have to kill it. Let me tell you a story. When we moved, uh, the last house that my family lived in together, um, you know, we moved our cat Roxy, and our neighbor had a, a dog, a beautiful boxer, and uh, my cat, fucking smart as hell, had realized that this dog, while not on a leash or anything had an electric fence, like a a wireless fence, right? (laughs) You know what Roxy would do? She would sit just outside the perimeter. She figured out where the perimeter was. And she would just fucking sit there (laughs) and taunt this dog. Like, you can't fucking get me. Yeah, dude, cats are fucking assholes, man. Yeah, you can't fucking get me. Yeah, they really, like, they really always want to push the envelope and see, like, how much can I do before I really, really get myself into trouble? Nine lives. Nine lives to fucked up little creatures. Love them to death. Fucked up little creatures. Nine lives. Nine lives. <laughs> so, so I'm looking uh, forward. I'm looking forward to that after we're done with this podcast. I uh, I'm looking forward to finishing SummerSlam. There's a, we don't talk a lot of wrestling on this podcast, and I was you know lucky enough to guest on New Normal Wrestling this week, and I'm also gonna I think I'm guesting this week. Uh, my God, the past 48 hours have been insane for the wrestling world. Yeah, um, been a lot going on, hasn't there? Uh, just a little bit, you know, Friday night, we saw the return after seven years of what most people consider one of the greatest, you know, wrestling personalities of all time and wrestlers in, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Philip Brooks, right? Is that his last name? Brooks? Phillip yeah, he Brooks. got it. Uh, CM Punk for all of you that are yep. not, uh, smarks like me. Um, so CM Punk left wrestling, um, you know, seven years ago by his account, if you listen to his his um you know his promo from AEW he says he actually left wrestling in 2005 when he left ring of honor and entered it again <laughs> uh you know in 2021 yeah. um which i mean uh, i mean i it's, uh, it's a it's a little backhanded insult obviously oh there were obviously. plenty i think the yeah. biggest backhanded insult was him actually getting ice cream bars made <laughs> yeah, it was fantastic, right? <laughs> I thought that was great. And they um, just handed those out as people came into the arena. He bu- no, on the way out, they they he bought oh, ice on the cream way for the whole out. arena. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. And uh, he's funny. back. He's wrestling. He's a, so I actually watched 
um, I haven't been this far into wrestling in a long time, but uh, after Rampage, uh, Tony Khan and uh, CM Punk did what's called a media scrum, basically, a, you know, Q&A with, uh, with media, right? And, um, you know, he talked about a lot of things and, you know, it was it was cool to watch. You can tell that, excuse me, I apologize. I'm in the middle of a very long, we'll call it a long, now six days of my life going Who on. Who cares about your trials and tribulations? Just tell the story. I got a big day coming up. Anyways. <laughs> um, so, basically, you could tell him and Tony Khan really, like, are friends and get along. And apparently, they've been talking for a long time. And this finally worked out. And uh, we saw the other big company kind of, I hate to say it, I, I don't know if any of this stuff was planned, because it looks like they changed their show SummerSlam uh, on the fly a couple times. Yeah, I have a couple of thoughts about how WWE booked SummerSlam um, after seeing what happened with wrestling over this weekend. So, but first, let's go to AEW, just, you know, obviously continuing to add elite talent to that roster and continuing to challenge WWE for for the top spot in terms of wrestling promotions in the country and they're selling out arenas and they're going to sell out arenas everywhere they go and honestly their big cards could probably sell out stadiums at this point too i mean they're start finally starting they're in small stadiums i mean next they have a big arena show at the prudential center in newark which is a top right. tier arena and then right. right after that they're in uh the u.s open arena they're in Arthur right so, well, so that's a that's a, like a twenty-two thousand seat stadium i think that's so it's big. like the size it's the size of a big arena so what it's the size what, of a it's the size of a bigger arena? What is Sear, What is this? They were in the Sears Center, right? Sears Arena in Chicago. No, no they were at the United Center where the Bulls United play. United Center, the other night. sorry. Yeah, so, that's where the Bulls play. It's like a twenty thousand seat arena. And they're selling that out. Yeah, so they're 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 not they're they're definitely proving they can draw fans. They're just adding more and more uh, main event talent. They've also they're going to be bringing Bray Wyatt once his non competes done. And there's still obviously the Daniel Bryan a, rumors. He was in the crowd. Um, oh yeah, there were pictures of him. He was he was uh, incognito, you know, sweatshirt, hoodie, you know, but he was there, and there were pictures, and it was absolutely him. Um, yeah, well, he's he's. It looks. I mean, I mean, all reports are saying he's going there. So, you know, it's 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 um, you know, AEW is doing such a good job at connecting with a with the. They've always you always talk about it connecting with a part of the fan base of WWE has kind of like neglected outside of NXT. But you know, what they really do is you know, they, the big difference between then and WWE is that they put on good TV. Yes. And WWE's like big cards are usually pretty solid wrestling cards. They're yep. usually not like terrible. I mean, you know, despite all the questionable booking last night, the wrestling Ooh. in SummerSlam wasn't bad last night in the slightest. So there was plenty I only of got, good wrestling. I only got halfway through. Uh, I had a late night, my band played, I came home uh, around two o'clock. I did put it on while, you know, I put some stuff away and but um, I only made it to um, United States Championship match, which was really good. I, I mean, Damian Priest. Yeah, it was a good match. It was a good match. It was a good match. Absolutely. Sheamus is, is still one of the best they've ever had. And, you know. Yeah, very, very it. solid match. Um, uh, real but, quick, going back to SummerSlam, I, I want to talk about more about Rampage because there were three matches after CM Punk came out, and all three of them were amazing. First well, that's all, what it is. That gets to my point. Like, yeah. AEW just does television a trillion times better than WWE. Yep. Their storylines make more sense. They get to the point that there's, there's see there's, it's not like, I don't know. There's like this, like, I always say, I feel like they're, everybody's too friendly with each other in the locker locker room. I don't know. There's a, there's an edge to AEW like that. Some of these people kind of are just like assholes. Like their heels, like MJF really seems like he's like an asshole. No, he's a typical Jewish Long Islander. Yeah, but that's great. (laughs) Like WWE doesn't have those guys on their TV programming. Like, I don't know. That's just like an observation I have from the little TV I do watch of East. I know like when I watch, like I watch a lot of Instagram clips of wrestling on TV, honestly. Yeah. And AEW is always consistently outperformed, at least Raw's. SmackDown's pretty good, but like at least Raw. Uh, just side note, I, I am a Jew uh, originally from Long Island, so I'm allowed to say that about MJF. But uh, it is also his character, so fuck all of you. Um, so, I mean, like, uh, just go. I mean, we don't have to go through results, but, like, first of all, after CM Punk, you have Moxley come out. And then, of course, he's he's uh, in this, like, feud kind of with um, 
2.0, which is uh, Ever Rise, and this guy, Daniel Garcia. Of course, Sting, Darby Allen, Eddie Kingston make the save. Eddie Kingston as a face is the funniest thing because I don't think he knows how to be a face. So he has this like cheesy smile on his face the whole time. Like, <laughs> he doesn't know how to be like a good guy, which is great. I love it. Um, uh, Jade Cargill. Cargill. Have you seen this woman? Yeah, I know Jade. Yep. Jesus Christ. Uh, and Kira Hogan's cool. I guess she's a free agent. She's all over the place right now after leaving Impact, which is cool. And then, of course, Jurassic Express. Jungle Boy is just he's so good. Um, and yeah. I mean, so is Luchasaurus, but you know, it, it's just, they, they did a damn good job. And then you get to, to yesterday or yeah, yesterday, there's just, just a lot of questionable booking. Like what happened to Sasha Banks? Do we know yet? I mean, I'm assuming she has COVID. Okay. okay. That would just, I'd be, that would be my, just my, my initial assumption is that she has COVID or she's okay. in the, or she's whenever COVID protocol WWE has. Um, that's just, that's so, just, do you I, think that's where I would go. Do you think I mean, it's so weird? They aired, out? they aired the promos. Did you see the whole segment on SummerSlam? How it went down? I, I it did, was I'm sorry. So I weird. did get to that. I, I'm sorry. I lied. I did get to that. Um, so I just, like, it was so weird, dude. Like, like you saw the rumors on the internet and I'll, I'll give you this as I'm watching live. You're seeing the rumors on the internet that the match is pulled, but like there, then all of a sudden Nakamura comes out. Yeah. Like, like legit ring entrance. Like, okay, maybe they pulled this match and they're adding an Intercontinental title match on the fly. So Nakamura comes out. He has this huge intro and McAfee's dancing on the table. And it's oh, awesome. Every, yeah. Awesome. That yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, everything, everything was it. And it was really cool. So like, all right. And then all of a sudden, they add a promo for Bianca Sh Sasha. Or like, okay. And then come back, Bianca comes out, Nakamura's gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, it never happened. And then this whole thing, so then, like, they say, like, the match, uh, Sasha Banks cannot perform tonight. And you're just like, okay, Becky's probably going to come back. And then Charlotte comes out, and it's just, like, underwhelming. You could see the crowd's, like, underwhelmed, you know. And then Becky's music hits. Everybody goes fucking bananas. It's freaking, and I, I was like, I'm pumped, it comes out. And everything was going great with that. Like throwing Charlotte out of the match. I was cool with all... Not Charlotte. Throwing... Uh, I keep saying Charlotte. Carmella, I'm sorry. Throwing Carmella uh, out of the rain and out of the match. That was a mistake. And, a mistake. Well, I, I said that her wrestle. Nah, I don't need to see and Carmella wrestle. And then Becky wrestle. come out. I want to stop you I don't, right need there. See, I don't need to see Carmella wrestle. I'd rather... Listen. So this is the other thing I was bringing up. WWE just, had, just got crushed. CM Punk is a huge wrestling headline. He has yeah. all the headlines. So I have a feeling that Vince McMahon's like, I need to get some of these headlines and some of the attention back on the product. What better way than debuting Becky Lynch and having her win the title? Now, I think there's better ways to get it done. I think they should, if you wanted to create headlines, you should have seen it beat Roman Reigns. Oh, and I just, agree. And then just like kind of have like, you can maybe have, you, you even tell how drop it back to Roman on SmackDown the next week, you know, and then just hold off on debuting Brock and then Brock can debut on SmackDown. You know. So hold on before you. By, go by the way, full on fucking face, Brock. Dude, Holy uh, so, shit, <laughs> dude, Brock looks fucking awesome. He looks like a Viking, dude. Yeah, I like it. I want to get back to that in a second, but I, I, I did my. I don't usually read dirt sheets, and I don't really read Dave Meltzer stuff. But the whole segment was weird and disjointed. That's what I want to get to in general. It was a very and disjointed a, segment. Apparently, Becky and the Becky WWE the title. knew eight days ahead that Banks couldn't perform. That I that's that'd be so weird if that was true. That'd make it even more unacceptable how they handled it. I'm okay with Carmella not wrestling. I don't need to see Bianca face Carmella. I'm not a big Carmella fan. Like I'll just be fly down say she's not one of my favorites. You know I don't hate her. I think she's okay. You know I would much rather see Becky Lynch have a real wrestling match with Bianca Belair. Yep. Do it now. The squash. I know a lot of people are upset with the squash. They obviously have wrestled. They should have had an actual match. I am I bad? Am I the bad guy for saying I think it's not the end of the world? And I'm gonna bring up no, a reference not, point. I'm no, gonna bring up not. a reference point when I talk about all this. I just think, okay, this is the first stage of Bianca's career. She gets squashed, right? And now she's gonna go, and she's got to reinvent herself to the next phase of whoever Bianca Belair is. And as she, and if she's good, as good as we all think she is, she'll be able to do it, and she'll and she'll get her chance against Becky in a real match, and she'll win. And 
you know, I mean, just think, I'm going to go back, think about Daniel Bryan. You know, WrestleMania 30, he had his big moment against Triple H and, and everything and against uh, and winning the title and the triple threat. Yep. Meanwhile, WrestleMania 27, he got road kicked in the face and lost and dropped the heavyweight title in 15 seconds. You know, and everybody was, but it made, that was the beginning of what made the WrestleMania 30 moment so great. Yeah. And it might take a bunch of years. And, you know, I know Bianca's not, you know, she's, she's what, like in her late 20s, early 30s, Bianca? I don't even know how old she is to be I think she, you, yeah, look her up. I think, I, no, no, I think she's, she's, she's not like in, I know she's a little older if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> and like, you know, like not in her early 20s, I'm saying. She's like, she's old, like, you know, Rhea's like 22 and we consider her really young or 23 and consider her really young. Yeah, yeah. I think Bianca's like older and you probably think she is because she just came out of NXT. She's 32. Yeah, right, she's 32. So I think, you know. I think you might you maybe even speed that timeline up a bit. You know, it all depends on whether she wants to have a family. Women's wrestlers, there's a whole different thing you got to take into building a women's wrestler because of the fact that they might want to have families and kids, and then that means you know more than a year off. So yeah. it's like a whole different thought process when you're building a women's wrestler. So I can understand why fans were upset. Like it was a golden opportunity to have a great match right then and there. Um, I don't know if you want to put Becky in, like, a huge spot like that, you know, putting, like, hey, can you put on, like, a 20-minute clinic right now, even though you haven't wrestled in, like, what, a year and a half or something, however long it's been? So, I don't hate that squad. I, I hated the booking for the Raw women's title way more than the SmackDown ones. I can get over the SmackDown thing because I think there is a there's a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow waiting for Bianca. And she had a... She had a First title reign of multiple months, winning at WrestleMania. There's there's, yep. there's plenty of good that happened there. So I think I think that's the one thing where if, where everybody's like getting upset, just like slow down a little bit, bring it back, and you know reassess the situation and think that this can turn out to be even better than anything you could have had Bianca do as champion going forward right now. That's right. what I think. All right. All right. I, I actually I agree with you, and I don't even want to get into the Raw Women's match. I heard it was just. Bad. Or yes. e and even Bliss, even Marie was just bad. Yeah, I mean, you knew that was gonna be bad. Yeah. And the raw thing is just like you know, like <laughs> Brother Wade always digs into me because I I do I am a Charlotte Flair fan. He's like he always gets into me for this patent the padding of the stats, padding the stats. This was unquestionably a stat padding like championship oh, win. Uh, I I don't get it. Like I think you could have even had Nikki win this and just have like a feud with Bliss or something. Yep. And if you want to take the title off Nikki, you could do it that way, like at a smaller pay-per-view. I don't know. I think the mistake was just giving her the briefcase to begin with. Like, I don't know. I just, I'm, it's, it's hard for me to buy into the character as a legit champion. As someone who does, I said, I don't watch TV every week. I especially don't no, watch Raw. Either. You know, I especially don't watch Raw. So it's hard for me to come into watch like, this is your champion, really? But, you know, and I don't maybe there's something. Maybe they just feel like, Rhea, they, I know Rhea's, maybe they just... They're waiting to see something else from Rhea. I don't know what else it could be. She's amazing in the ring. She does everything that we see on camera, right? You know, I'm, I'm all, but she's young too, and I and I do think sometimes we give the uh, the belts to wrestlers at too young an age, and Rhea could fall into that also. I mean, you know, the best champions are usually I feel the ones that are like in their late twenties, early thirties, have been around mm -hmm. for a bit. You know, kind of know the ropes a little more. Rhea's still. In wrestling terms, at least on Raw, uh, you know, a rookie or in her younger, in her younger, the beginning of her time, I guess, on Raw, for lack of a better term. I don't think rookie is the right term for wrestling. But, no, no, no. no. Yeah, you know, but, but like to see Charlotte win again, uh, I didn't need to see Charlotte win again. I and I like Charlotte, Charlotte man. man. I Me do. I, I I think she's great, man. But I did not need to see her win. So wait, I'm with you this time, man. That that was that was underwhelming. I would have rather. And what does she do? I guess does she feud with Bliss now? Like, does Nikki get to do a rematch? Like, what? Like, I don't think. I don't even know where to go. Either. Like, yeah. we've done Charlotte Oscar so many times. I don't need Charlotte Oscar right now. I guess Charlotte Bliss would be cool, but Nikki Bliss would have been cooler. Ah, I just don't. I don't understand the situation. I feel like they just don't know what to do over there with the Raw Women's. That's the that's the takeaway I took from SummerSlam from watching the Women's. I think they're trying to set something up long term for Bianca while also bringing Becky back up to her top, you know, where she was before. And on Raw, they don't seem to know what the fuck to do. So it's like, no. here, Charlotte, hold this until no. we figure it the fuck out. That's kind Maybe of the they vibe just I'm getting. Hire all of us and. 
let us actually do this. But you know. Well, they have to. They have to. I think speed a little more patient with some of the young talent on the women's side. Like, you know, like I still think Vince in Vince's mind, like wrestlers like Shayna Baszler and Sonya Deville don't fit. Don't don't fit, but they don't fit his description. I know of fake boobs and blonde hair. I'll say fake boobs, big boobs. They can be natural too. You know what I mean? (laughs) But like, you know, here these these two girls are like the complete opposite. You know, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. I think it's awesome. I'd rather them be themselves. I want to see who you are, you know. And these are two ex MMA fighters who are badasses and aren't gonna fucking put on a facade because Vince McMahon fucking tells them to. But it's a yep. shame that he doesn't let them take that personality and let them bring it out on TV and become great. I don't. I don't understand. It's all there. Yeah. You know, it's it's all there for the taking. I don't. Know, I just. Women's so the women's division in WWE just befuddles me right now. Always, it yeah. always has. So speaking of that, let, let's let's move on to some of the older wrestlers. I mean, Edge versus Seth Rollins. I heard it was fantastic. I have not. Yeah, watched great it. match. I heard Edge came out to the Brood music, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. He did that, and then like halfway, then like Metalingus kicked in like halfway down. Nice, and then no Titantron. It was awesome. Nice. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they all kind of went through like moves. I heard, uh, you know. Uh, Rollins hit a pedigree, and then Edge Edge hit a gl- uh, a glam slam. Apparently, um, yeah, it was it was it was fun. It was a fun match. Yeah, so I, I yeah. heard there was some really cool stuff with that. And then you know, and I, I kind of knew that match was going to be awesome. And then apparently, you know, after that, you get um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Cena uh, Roman Reigns. I really thought Cena was going to win. Um, so I thought Cena was going to win for the reason I was stating before, to get the headlines. 17-time champion, John Cena, and at least you have something up there on the top of the wrestling sites that's, like, rivaling what's going on with CM Punk. Yeah. Um, well, but they didn't. They didn't at, at the well, end of it, obviously, they brought Brock, but Brock returns aren't, like, that's not a CM Punk return. Brock comes back all the time. Yeah, whatever. You know? <laughs> but, but what it was cool. But it I will say, though, full-on face Brock, that was something different. Like, and I give Roman mad credit. Uh, Sammy Schneider was talking about it in our group text yep. the other night, yes, man. He was. he was saying, like, Roman, man, he could turn anybody face right now. Yeah. It's awesome, he's man. So he, I, he's doing, he, we always thought he'd be a good deal. It's all we ever complained about, like, when Roman first started. Like, he'd be a better bad guy. So let him be a heel. And hey, lo and behold, how about that? He's a better heel. You know, yeah. he's, he's making Cena popular. Brock, Brock Lesnar came out, like, full-on face, though. Like, he came out. He had a stare down. He was pumping up the crowd. Like, he was, like, straight up, like, full-on face. I can't describe it any other way. So, two things. One, if you noticed, his look is opposite of the usual WWE chemistry of facial hair if you're a heel, clean cut if you're a face. Because he came out, like you said, looking like a Viking. With a beard yeah. and, a, and a man bun. I don't want to call that a man bun. No, not a man bun. He had, like, he's, like, completely down. shaven. No, he's completely shaven, except for, like, the top, which is a long ponytail. Like okay, a fucking Viking, cool. dude. That's pretty Yeah, cool. dude, he straight up looks like a fucking Viking, man. Um, <laughs> so, the other thing is, and I don't know if you noticed this, but Paul Heyman is with Roman Reigns. Yeah, and that's gonna be, that's another thing that's we were talking about that last night. I was watching it with uh, Lou last night. We were saying yeah. things like it's gonna be interesting. You got like Heyman's with somebody else now. Yeah, it, there's a lot of things right there already ready to go. You know, if you would had seen him win last night, you could have delayed the, the you know Brock's debut. Like I was I saying, maybe the SmackDown. Brock, but... I don't want to see Brock Cena again. Although apparently Brock attacked Cena. Yeah, afterwards, I think he just like hit him with an F five just for funsies. Like off camera, it's nothing that's going to be written in the story. Oh, I don't okay, think. all right. Yeah. And then I guess the last thing we're going to talk about, which was apparently a, the clusterfuck of the night, was Lashley Goldberg. Um, I heard. Um, I don't know if it was the clusterfuck of the night. No. I mean, it, I, I don't think it was. I don't think it was brutal. It was. It was like honestly, I thought it was one of the better matches Goldberg's had in his returns. Oh wow! Really? Okay. Yeah, and, I and thought it was like a longer match. It was a longer match. Like he did some wrestling moves, like you know, some, some you know, some arms across the back, and you know, <laughs> just simple shit like that. Um, I think it's a. I mean, Lash. It so. It ended by Gold, like Lashley hurt Goldberg's knee, kayfabe. Okay. And he couldn't like st- basically the ref just stopped the match. 
I wish they would have done like a 10 count, like made it more dramatic, but whatever, you know. Um, So they stopped the match, and because Goldberg couldn't stand. Every time he tried to stand, he would just fall. Tried to stand, and he would fall. So, like, the match ends, Lashley wins. He starts beating the shit out of Goldberg. Goldberg's kid comes down, tries to, like, jump on Lashley from behind. Oh, Gage, really? Yeah, so so he he jumps on, like, Lashley from behind, and Lashley, like, throws his ass around, too, and and beats his ass and puts him in the, uh, the fucking hurt lock and shit. So, yeah, so, like, I, I didn't think it was that awful. I, like, I remember looking at Lou, I was like, that wasn't terrible. And, like, it actually, like, if Goldberg actually won at this point, there's actually some substance to him winning the title because, like, there seems to be some, like, they seem to genuinely not like each other. And Lashley's kind of like an old school dude, too, man. Like, he, mm-hmm. he kind of, he, he wants people to while. not like, he wants people to not like him if he's a heel. Yeah. You know, so, but everybody loves him because of that, like, the fans. So it's like it was it was a weird like split amongst the crowd between who was like pro Goldberg and pro Lashley. It was like it was it was interesting vibe in that sense. It wasn't a wrestling clinic. It wasn't anything you it's ever gonna make a best of list. Yep. But it certainly wasn't brutal. You know, it definitely was. Yeah, it certainly wasn't brutal. It wasn't the worst match of the night in any in any stretch of the imagination. I'm gonna have to finish it up now. Now, so moving on today, obviously SummerSlam is usually on a Sunday, but it's it was Saturday this week because of um. NBA finals, right? No, I mean, not NBA done. finals. Um, well, takeovers oh, tonight. There, no, isn't there? Is there a fight tonight or something? Take, no, takeovers tonight. Well, takeovers tonight, but I. I, I, I think they just moved it. Oh, for some reason. Well, I, I hope. I hope they keep it. I think it's been far gone too long before I WWE. Yeah, why? I don't understand why they're so married to having their pay per views and their big events on Sundays. Boom, the Saturdays like eight. Basketball was happening. It's fucking August. I don't know, dude. I'm tired, <laughs> but yeah. So it, it was good. I, I, I was. It was just definitely a lot of questionable booking in the women's mm-hmm. division. Um, but the men's matches, I didn't think were bad. You know, the United States title match was good. Yeah, it was. I, I, yeah, you know, Damian Priest is, is awesome. And yep, Sheamus I, I is a great, be, great vet I, man. I will always be a Sheamus fan. Yeah, great veteran man. Always, always can rely on him as a challenger or a champion. Yeah, good guy. Good hand to have around. But that was a good match. He puts on good matches. He's physical. You know, he doesn't hurt people. He's good. So, so yeah, I mean, I don't think it was a brutal SummerSlam card, but it definitely wasn't a great card either. I get, if you're if you're a Rhea Ripley fan or a, or a uh, Bianca Belair fan, you are not happy with SummerSlam in the slightest. <laughs> if you're not, like, a super fan of theirs, it's probably like, eh, it was an okay card. That's the best way I can look at it. Yeah. So let's move on to something other than wrestling, even though it is a big wrestling weekend and wrestling is continuing to be continuing to be pretty big. Um, so I have a couple other things I want to bring up. One, have you seen any of the previews for uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings? I've seen a couple of them. It looked pretty badass. I think it's going to be pretty cool. Shang-Chi is not a character that you would think they would do a movie about, but it's cool that they're putting him in. Um, and apparently there was another trailer for the Eternals. I, I know the Eternals very well. I'm, I'm a Jack Kirby fan, so I'm excited to see what they do with that because Jack Kirby, you know, one of the greatest comic book writers of all time, you know, along with Stan Lee. You know, they were partners for a long time at Marvel, although he did work for DC as well. But um, I'm interested to see what happens with, with the Eternals as well. And then we're still waiting on a, on a Spider-Man trailer. And, you know, people, right. have, people have asked him and he goes, uh, it was this week. Apparently, he tweeted saying there will be a trailer before the movie comes out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a grumpy old troll that lives under the bridge. <laughs> there will be a trailer before the movie comes out. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for all you know all three of these movies. And of course, we have multi multiverse of madness, and there's just going to be so many cool movies. Did you watch? Um, did you watch What If? I- I haven't gotten to watch them I ha- All right. So first, have you watched any of them? No, I haven't watched any of them yet. Okay. I haven't got you. First episode. I understand. I understand the premise of the show. So yeah. So the yeah. first one's okay. Um, I, I liked it. What was the subject of the first one? What if, uh, Agent Carter took the Super Soldier Serum, and, and she so- became like Captain America eventually? Captain, Captain or Captain Carter? Carter yeah, right. Because yep. she's Captain not Carter. American, right? Yep. Uh, and it, it was good. The second episode, though, was much better. Okay. What if the Black Panther was Star-Lord? 
That's okay. And like now, like yeah, see now I can like. I'd have to watch the show to see like what they even do with that. Oh like, my god, it was all right. So first and foremost, like is it, to, is it T'Challa as Star Lord? Yes. Or like so T'Challa is abducted and uh, becomes Star Lord in, by mistake. In, by mistake. Okay. Yep. They were still going the Ravagers. So and then he, he goes and then he and he does the Star Lord story. Kind of, sort it's of. It's different, though. But different, yeah. Then, obviously, okay, I get it now. Okay, Thanos cool. is involved in a way you would not think. Huh. And... I'll have to watch. I saw you guys, like, going crazy about it in the group chat all well, week. I, I just I haven't know. been around to watch. Also, the the last scene, Peter Quill is in it, and so is Ego. Uh, his father, the living planet. Right, right, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I know They're you. They're in it. Okay. And that's that's where me and, and Wade were like, What? Okay, I saw it. Now, is it, do they tie together the episodes, or are they just, like, standalones, the episodes? I, from what I've seen, they're, they're standalones. Basically, so this is how it works. The episode is narrated by uh, Uatu. Uatu is a watcher. Okay. Watchers are these giant, very old cosmic beings, and their job in the universe is just to watch and record time. Now, Uatu in the comics has interfered and gotten in trouble for it. Okay. He's not getting, I don't think he's doing that in this, but basically, what he's doing is he the what if is in this universe, the Chala becomes Star Lord in this universe, okay. you know. So, and you know, it, it, it's just really cool what they're doing. You know, this was a series in the set, I think it was the 70s. Um, I have the, I have the first volume of this. Was and this was also Chadwick Boseman's last Marvel, apparently, thing, right? he's in a couple more episodes. I thought, oh, he is okay, last one. But what if is like the last thing he did? Yes. Okay. So yeah, so it um yeah, so it, So they've I, been sitting on this for a hot minute. Yeah. Okay. Have. And most of the people have come back in their characters. It's um, animated, right? It is animated. Like Yeah, okay. Uh, some people are, some people aren't. Like Paul, you know, Jamie Alexander's Lady Sif, Sif, you know, uh Paul Bettany is Vision. The only ones that are different looking at the list is uh, Lake Bell plays uh, Black Widow. Um, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch is in it. There, there's a well, Benedict Cumberbatch is. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, oh, okay. they're all pretty much doing their thing. Um, Hemsworth does Thor, apparently. Okay. Um, you know, Hiddleston is in it. Um, you know, they're, they're in there. I think Iron Man and Captain America are different people. Oh, it's not Robert Downey. No, and, uh, no, I think they're the only two. Like Kurt Russell's in it. Samuel Dude, L. Jackson is in quick, it. Quick, quick sidetrack. Robert Downey Jr. Quick sidetrack. Mm-hmm. You ever seen Chaplin? No. Dude, so in like the early nineties, it was like ninety three. He played Chaplin in a biopic about Chaplin. It's on Hulu, and Gabby and I just stumbled across it the other. Like Anthony Hopkins is in it too. Um, it's a pretty star-studded cast. Um, Dan Aykroyd's in it. I, re- um, I remember I remember this movie. Yeah, and uh, we were watching it, and first of all, we thought it was made like not too long ago because Robert Downey Jr. has not aged. Um, whether that's nature or science can be discussed at another time. But uh, we, thought it was, we thought it was a lot like newer, and then it was like, oh, wow, 93. But it's all biopic about his life, and you know, it talks about how he would... You know, about how, was, how much ire he drew from the government and from Hoover and how for J. Edgar Hoover, I should specify, and like how he mocked, you know, Hitler and his in his uh, movies and films the and great dictator. Yeah, the great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like it goes into but it goes into all like the inner sides, like, you know, with all the the uh, the accusations of communists in Hollywood during those years. It's a pretty cool pick. Dude, and they Robert do a great junior. Dan Aykroyd, Gerald yeah. Chaplin, that, that's his daughter. Kevin right. Dunn, Anthony Hopkins, Mila, uh, I can never Kevin say Dunn plays J. Edgar Hoover. Anthony Hopkins plays it. his Anthony Hopkins plays his biographer. Mila so like Jordan. the story, it how it works is it's basically he's telling his story to his biographer as he's retired at his home in Switzerland. Okay. Dude, yeah. Kevin Klein, uh Diane Lane. Uh, yeah, Diane Lane's one of his wives. Oh my god. James Woods. Yep, James Woods is in it. James Woods. He's the uh I think he's the DA. That um he's the DA that tried in like a paternity suite against him or something. I don't think I've ever seen a movie with James Woods. I just know him from Family Guy. 
<laughs> I might have to go watch this. But yeah, dude, it was a really good biopic. It's long. It's like two and a half hours. Set some time aside. But it's really, really good. Dude, anyway, that's you said Robert Downey Jr. and I just watched that and I couldn't I couldn't help but like talk about that. So while you're doing it, Charlie I'm... Chaplin was also like a genius and way ahead of his oh time. Oh my god, he was amazing. Uh yeah. City Lights is one of my favorite movies of all time. City Lights yeah. is so good. I want to grab my first volume of What If real quick, just so you can see what this is based on. Go Give grab it. Give me a second, everyone. I have to go uh five steps. So away. for those of you that don't know because you can't see us, John does his John does his podcasting from his little basement room. His basement room is a nerd heaven. It is loaded with comic books, drums, a bass guitar that he stole from Lakewood Middle School. And... Don't tell anyone that. <laughs> All right, here we go. What if number one? What if Spider-Man joined a Fantastic Four? That's the okay. One. I I easily could have just you know read something like I'm oh name namers in it namer however you want to say it. Uh, let's see. Oh, what if the Hulk had always had Bruce Banner's brain? Well, they do that in, in the, in the cinematic universe. The cinematic, yeah, they kind of meld them together at the end. Yeah. So that's that, that's that one. What's this one here? So we've kind of seen that already. Yeah, this is, all right. So number three, what if the Avengers had never been? Now, okay. So the Avengers never been, are still superheroes or are they just not like a superhero union? I don't know. That's kind of what the Avengers are. A superhero union. What if the union. invaders had stayed together after World War II? Oh. Ah, so the invaders, do you know who the invaders are? Yeah, who are the invaders? Uh, refresh so, my memory. So these are like the, these are like the original characters from Timely. I guess it was Timely. I don't think it was Marvel yet. Um, okay. But, uh, you know, Captain America, Namor, the original, um, the original Human Torch, which was an android, um, you know, Bucky, and two people I don't know actually. I don't know who these other people are. Um, oh, 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 Union Jack is in it. That's funny. Um, the Ad oh Adam Smasher is it Adam Smasher? I don't know. No, I don't know. See, this is all stuff I don't know. Oh, here we go. Here's one. What if Captain America hadn't vanished during World War Two? Hadn't vanished. Hadn't vanished. Would we have prevented the Cold War? I don't know. Like, like this is a really cool. Oh, here's one. Would he have single-handedly ended the Cuban Missile Crisis? Maybe. Maybe. Would there be no Castro. There'd be no Castro. Oh, here's one. What would there be no Vietnam? There would be. There could know. be a Vietnam still. What if? The would Captain America? Before you get into it, would Captain America have been? pro-war or anti-war during vietnam oh dude hey that's a freaking here's an interesting one what if the fantastic four had different superpowers eat within each other's superpowers or completely different yeah, superpowers? i don't know it looks like it's got a couple different ones in here oh it looks like i passed one with uh, oh you have to let me borrow that once you read it yeah dude this looks like fun i've I, i've had this i've never read it I, I, how it, many it, comics do you have that you've never read uh, not many. I've gone through most of mine. That's oh, good. here we go. What if the world knew Daredevil was blind? Would they take her as seriously? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, hmm. There's there's some good... Oh, oh, what's this? What if Spider-Man had eight legs? Is that what this is? <laughs> oh, no. This is... Oh, I think this is a funny thing. What if... This is just something in the back. What if... Oh, the amazing Man-Spider... <laughs> it's like he, half man half spider i think you i think this is written in jest um, that's right that's, that's a little silly yeah that's um, pretty cool but how old is that how old is that uh so this collects what if issues one through 12 1977 okay so some like the mid to late 70s yeah so jack kirby's still in it there's a lot jim shooter who's very uh, and frank robbins there's a lot of like important people in here this is only but, volume but, one but but the the MCU isn't good. Is there even are they taking stories from the actual like uh, comics, no. or are they just make coming up with their own? No, it looks like they're doing um, a what if based on the MCU universe because a lot of these don't make sense. Like, gotcha. Like, what if okay. the Avengers had fought evil during the nineteen fifties? Yeah, that makes sense. I guess you have to do it within the MCU. That makes sense. Yeah. And these are different Avengers. 
uh, Marvel Boy, Three D Man, Venus, Gorilla Man, the Human Robot. So I've never even are, heard. I've never even heard of these people. These, I think, these are original. These are timely comics characters or Marvel characters from pre Fantastic Four when you know the Marvel Age started. Okay. So there's there's some cool stuff in here. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure I'm gonna get corrected by Wade and Hatch <laughs> here. But listen, I like taking notes school. how to correct us. I like old school comics. Fuck you. <laughs> You're so angry. Not really. Okay, so I have, I have one more comic thing. Uh, well, it's not really a comic thing. So Jess and I had watched Loki. It was amazing. Jess got into a big uh, Tom Hiddleston kick. Uh, for as you know, Jess is my lovely fiance, soon-to-be wife in six days. Uh, so we went through and we watched, or she actually watched pretty much everything Tom Hiddleston has been in. Um, Recommendations? So I have two. The first one is a show on Amazon Prime called... Uh, the night manager or the night hold on now i don't remember the uh, night manager Hiddleston night i've never even like seen him in anything else at least i don't think i have uh yes so oh the night manager so night manager is a british television show uh where based off a book uh, basically he plays his character named jonathan pine who is the manager uh you know he's an ex ex military guy uh manages a hotel in uh, Egypt and uh, just kind of gets involved in a, a big crime ring and bringing it down. And uh, it's very good. Very, very good. I highly recommend it. Um, this was uh, 2016 it came out, and apparently there's a, we're waiting on a second season still. Um, you'll like this. The big bad guy in it is Hugh Laurie. Oh, nice. Cool. And Hugh Laurie is fantastic in it as well excellent actor yeah yes i i highly recommend this and the other one and i can't remember the name of it because i haven't i've only watched a little bit with jess is um the bbc also did a collection of shakespeare plays uh like henry you know based on the kings like henry the fifth henry whatever it is right hiddleston plays one of the kings uh basically they're episodes they're they're two and a half hour episodes uh, and they're they're Shakespearean plays, and it's him, you know, talking in old English and everything. And for what I've seen, it's a lot of fun. But you have to like Shakespeare in old English. Um, Two of my least favorite things. Yeah, uh, but it's not. You know, it's not as bad. It's it's. Uh, um, I got into it because uh, just because of the cinematography. Did you did you dig Shakespeare in high school? No, I never got into Shakespeare. I couldn't get into Shakespeare either, it man. Click. It didn't click with me. Yeah. Um, but I, I want to get back to this uh, because, you know, she does really like Loki and, you know, the strive to be better. Um, so for her birthday a couple weeks ago, I got her just a collection of Loki comics that have come out. But before all this, when we first started dating, you know, I got her into pro wrestling and she really liked CM Punk. You know this. She hugged the life-size cutout at the at Access at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. What was it? 20-something. And um, so now that CM Punk's back, she's like, oh, that's so cool. I'm like, I totally forgot couple of years ago cm punk wrote a thor comic for marvel oh he did i have it here somewhere so i'm gonna give it to her to read so yeah i have to uh i have to get into that as well he wrote a thor comic i didn't yeah, know he was a comic he writer I, you too. Know, i'm not gonna go look for it now but um i definitely have it it's here somewhere is and, he uh, in the comic too as cm punk no i don't think so no oh, that'd be so cool yeah if he was like the bad guy yeah, it would be, but no, I don't. I don't think he is. Um, but uh, yeah, she's she read a comic. I'm very. Happy. You like guard the Bifrost with a giant world championship belt, and that's like the magic gate for him to open and let people in and out of the Bifrost. I mean, you know, he did the it's clobbering time thing. That's a Marvel thing. That was that's the thing. Uh huh. Maybe Speaking the thing would make a special guest appearance. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I have been after a certain. Thing comic for years, and I still have not found a copy of it. And you're gonna laugh at me when I tell you why I want it. Tell me. So it's the Thing Volume Two, Issue Eight. Do you know why I want this? Why do you want this one? Because the Thing gets bar mitzvahed. I was about to say it had to be something to do with Judaism. Yeah. <laughs> so ben, ben Grimm is Jewish. You know, Ben Grimm's Jewish, and um, I, I didn't even know about. It. I read it once on online and stuff. I was like, oh shit, I want to I want to read that. I want to see what what the things bar mitzvah was like. Can't find it anywhere. The best was uh, when I found a dugout. 
a smoking <laughs> apparatus yeah. in North Carolina, and it was like it was made out of like some sort of like really hard plastic. But whoever made it like sculpted the thing onto it. I'm like, this is awesome, and it was only like twenty bucks. And I think it should be really well for a while. It took a long time before it fell apart. That's amazing. Yeah. So the things made it into my into my collector's collections before. <laughs> oh, he's awesome. Very cool, man. Yeah, man. Well, uh, outside of that, I mean, I think that just about ties it up. You got yourself a very, we both got ourselves a very busy week coming up, but especially yeah. you. Yeah. Are you excited? I, I I am very excited. How do you feel? Stressed. You know, Stressed. We still have, okay. We still have a lot to do. Um, did you get my message about the champagne? Yes. Yes, I did. Yeah, that's important. Make sure you add that to the order. You can't have a wedding without champagne. We can do whiskey toast instead. No, but you, yeah, you won't have champagne right. for the ladies. Right. We can have whiskey. I mean, I usually have. I don't drink champagne. I can just get whiskey from the bar. <laughs> There's gonna be some good drinks. You're gonna like it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, so you have a busy, what? You have a busy week too. Well, yeah, I'm gonna help you get ready for your wedding. Oh yeah, yeah. and I'm also <laughs> gonna finish up my. Loose ends before the first week of school next week. First Start week a new school, job, new, man. Brand new job right after your wedding. So I'll have that going. And then uh, it'd be nice to have a week to a little bit just kind of not have to worry about going into like a job. I can just focus on the next job and help you with whatever you need. Dude, man, I wish the place we were getting our suits from wasn't open two days a week. Yeah, well, you, you got to remember, it's not it's not because of them. It's It's just very hard for companies to find help right now. Yeah, that's like the one thing I was like, man, I don't, I'm like, what am I going to get? Like, it's just been, that's been the hardest thing I think to coordinate for your wedding yeah. is the suits because. It's, it's, it's a labor shortage, you know, and we, we should yeah. talk about that on the podcast, you know, the labor shortage and everything. I know how to fix the labor shortage, dude. I know. I know. Yeah. There's a bunch of people sitting in freaking cages at the border. Let them into our country so they can work. Yep. That's how you fix, that's one way right there. How about all those refugees that need to get out of Afghanistan? I'm sure they could find work here and they'd be live the American dream, man. I agree. Yeah. I don't even want to get into Afghanistan. Dude, it drives me, dude, it drives me nuts, man. It pisses me off because I know people that fought there and it pisses me off because these people now have to go back into this. Yeah, because no one can do things properly. We have politicians who are too concerned with their what their perceptions are and their social media profiles and all this crap now, and it for actually is like deterring them from getting actual business done. It's Agreed. really freaking embarrassing. They're more concerned about what media says about them than they are about getting shit done now. Oh, you know, they get their feelings. they get their fucking feelings hurt, and they're worried about well, if I do this, what's my voter base gonna think? Am I gonna get reelected or not? Meanwhile, there's people sitting in crates, probably immersed in freaking COVID down on the border and you have all the freaking atrocities going on in Afghanistan. And like I said, and then there's a work shortage here. I'm like, well, there's people who want to work in this country. You're just, you got them freaking crated up and locked away or you're keeping them out for no reason. It's awful. I don't know, man. I, 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 I'm pretty, I'm pretty moderate and I probably lean a little more to the right politically, but like common sense is where I like to really lean with politics and just really drives me nuts, man. You know, and like you said, it and it affects all of us. The fact that you know shit isn't being done efficiently or effectively means that now now it's harder for you to get your wedding planned. You know, now it's harder for your. It's harder for like you know like like my dad was doing work to his house. It's harder for him to find products now because of all this stuff, and it's and it's all because of it's all because of egos and fucking Washington, man. So we built a lot of yard games for the wedding. Do you know how much wood prices are right now? Oh, it's absurd, dude. Sheetrock right now? One, out of control. Oh, yeah. One 10-foot 2 by 4 How much do you think it is? One 10-foot. Right now, like $12. Try almost $30. $30? Those at like a 300% markup? Oh, my God. It's insane. And the prices are down. I remember my, when we were getting sheetrocks from my dad's house, it was like a two or 300% markup from what they normally were. It's insane. Come on, everyone. We got to live better. Just all common right. sense. Yeah. Let's not, let's not end on a bad note here. Let's not yeah. do this. Let's not. Hey, you got me all freaking worked up here. Listen, you can back to your wedding. <laughs> You're getting married next week. Yeah. I, next week, I'll get married six days. Six days. That's like a little less than a week. All right, whatever. All right, so anyways, <laughs> listen, you can find us and a whole bunch of other quality podcasts on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. We come out every Sunday. 
We have Pop Sports Shorts, which come out what day? Every other Wednesday. Every other Wednesday. Getting Grilled is coming back very soon. I'm doing a series of interviews of our guests. Dan, I got to get you on. Your hosts. Um, um, of guests. Of hosts, yes. And, sorry. <laughs> now I'm flustered. The hosts are guests. The, the hosts are the guests. Um, follow us on social media. You can find us where we post all this. I don't think I really need to say where anymore. You know where to find us. The Fourth Wall Pop Network, baby. Fourth Wall Pop Network, bitches. And with- all the... Oh, we're on with Pandora now? Oh, we the are pro- on Pandora. Yeah, the process of getting onto Pandora has finally been completed for the four network. Four years. Do you know that this SummerSlam is four years for us? 17 was the first one? Yeah. Was it 18? I thought it was 17. It was either three or four years. Yeah, yeah you're right. I don't, Bones and I talked about it. I think it, I think it was 17. Okay, I'm gonna take your word for that. Happy anniversary, buddy! Happy anniversary, buddy! All right, everyone. Bones missed our anniversary again. Oh my God, you're right. I I just tried to end that without giving him a little bit of a bitch to slap. Oh my God, he's like this—he's the worst husband ever. (gasps) (laughs) He's the worst podcast husband. He didn't even buy us flowers or a gift. Where are my chocolates? I want chocolate, and none of that edible arrangements bullshit. We want gifts for your child. And you didn't even send us chocolate. <laughs> All right, everyone. Before we get um, even more off the rails. Yeah, dude. Uh, what other shows we got? We got Big Heck and Wade. Views from up here. Crossroads. Smoking Jays. I think that's everything. For now. And then follow the link in the description for a teacher. Since I host a show now, I'm getting really good at this. Oh, yes. 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 <laughs> oh, also, Welcome. Our new social media manager, Brittany, to the podcast. Network. She's been making some great graphics for her. Her graphics for us. are awesome. Have you ever seen yeah. these graphics? They're they're freaking awesome. They're on our Instagram page. I gotta talk to her because apparently we have a small world thing going on. It's you know four degrees of separation of John Grill. Um, well, you're the mayor of like everything, so that's not surprising. This at connection all. is actually through my lovely fiance, not me. Still, you're the mayor. You met your fiance. That's a whole other world of mayoring you need to take care of. Listen. Those of you who don't know, no matter where John Grill goes, he inevitably ends up the mayor of that place. He was the mayor of Lakewood High School. He was the mayor of Berkeley. You absolutely were the mayor. Man, you knew like all the You used to hang out with the band people. You knew sports people. You knew smart people. Mayor. You were the mayor of Berkeley. Everybody knew John Grill. Even if they never played a show with you, they're like, oh, yeah, we know John Grill. Of course you know John Grill. He's the fucking mayor of Berkeley. It's just when I thought you could have been mayor of anywhere else. I went to Tom's River North the Sub one day, and you were fucking running a pep rally. That makes you the mayor of Tom's River. How awesome was that? <laughs> I, love running, I love running those pepper alleys. They're so much fun. So, yeah, absolutely. Mayor. You're the mayor of everything. So it's not surprising that you know some random person that was brought into the network. That the mayor. Works. Yeah. That works. That should have been your, your nickname. The mayor? Yeah. Our, I think you're the mayor of the network. The you're the mayor of the network. <laughs> Anyways, do you want to sign us off on that note? He's Dan Haas. Yeah, I'm Dan Haas. I'm John Grill. Yeah, you're John Grill. And until next week, you have a tagline? Um, I'll see you when, I see, when I'm looking at you. Oh, fuck that. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. <laughs> so don't get fucking arrested. Do everything that I do. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>